Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my YouTube channel and back to the podcast. Today, once again, we have a very special guest. Uh, Denise Pisani is here. She's a, a very well-known mortgage broker here in the city of Mississauga, and she's with two different companies. Let me make sure I get this right, Denise. Uh, mortgage Center well, Canada. It's one company, Mortgage Center Canada. Mortgage Center Canada and Mortgage in the City. Okay. Is, is my company. Is yeah. your company. Okay. So <laughs> welcome back. We've done a few of these, but we haven't done one for a couple of months now. So it's great to see you again. I can't believe it's September. The kids are back to school. Summer's over. And man. Back to a routine. What an eventful year it has turned yeah. out to be in real estate. It really I'm, has been. From the last time we got together. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. Well, we knew rates were going up. Mm -hmm. uh, and everybody said at the beginning of the year, you know, this boom market back in January, February was not sustainable. It was crazy stuff, as, as I'm sure you remember, uh, with huge multiple offers on every listing and prices were going through the roof. And everybody was saying, we have to do something. This can't last. Uh, but then what's very interesting is the Bank of Canada, they didn't really seem to care too much about the real estate market. They just let it explode over mm -hmm. the last couple of years. But once inflation started to pick up, when people were seeing increases in prices at the grocery store, and when you're filling your car up with gas, that kind of thing, all of a sudden, it became a hot topic with the Bank of Canada. So uh, since the beginning of the year, we've had several rate increases. I believe the total, and the last one was just September the 7th, just a couple of weeks ago or one week mm -hmm. ago. Um, and I think we're up now where they've actually raised rates a full 3% since January, because I believe at the beginning of the year, it was just a quarter percent was their overnight rate. And now we're up to three and a quarter percent, which is huge, huge right. increase. So the market has definitely slowed down. I know I watch it on a daily basis. And over the last several months now, we are down year over year. In terms of sales numbers, about 40% year mm -hmm. over year. I think these, the uh, August numbers just came out. I think it was roughly 40% down in activity. Uh, prices have fallen, and, but it's kind of spotty. Like certain prices have fallen. Houses, I think, have taken a bigger hit than condos. Right. Um, and um, some areas like in the east end of the GTA, I know they've had huge price decreases of up to 20%. Other areas, not so much. And it's a weird market because I, again, I have friends in the industry and uh, stuff is selling. It's selling as long as it's priced correctly. Uh, and there seems to be, you now there's been some issues with closings, but the vast majority of them are closing okay. Mm -hmm. And so we're in a weird market. I just talked to somebody yesterday who put a uh, coming soon sign on a lawn in Sheridan Homelands in Mississauga uh, like three days ago. And he's already had three calls on that coming soon. Yeah, so, which is not to me, that's not indicative of a market crash. There's something weird going on. It's just there's so much demand. And of course, we've got historic shortages of housing. Uh, we've got labor shortages in the job market where nobody can find enough employees to hire. And we've got huge immigration coming in. Now we've got Ukrainian refugees coming into Canada, which has to, I think it's building like a buffer where there's so many people moving here that the prices can only go down so far. The rental market, as I'm sure you're aware, is on fire. Where the, there's multiple offers. There's all, multiple offers on rentals. rentals. Yeah, It's crazy. And in, in the backdrop of all that is in your area of expertise. Uh, again, rates are up. Uh, I get your newsletter. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful newsletter. And just the other day, you sent it out where I believe we're looking at around 4.5% now. 
uh, give or take, uh, for a fixed rate five-year mortgage. And very that's so- only that's only high ratio, Randy. High, which we're going to talk about. Yes. And also the variable rate is almost the same. It's about four and a half percent, give or take. So I'm going to turn it over to you because that that's again a very unusual thing when variable rates are pretty much the same as fixed rates. And yeah. um obviously there's it's there's happened before, like years and years ago, but okay. Okay. Yeah, but we're we're getting to that point now where they're they're hovering around the same. Yeah. So if you were to if you're a first time buyer or second time buyer, but putting right. less than 20% down, right, right, and you want to lock into a five-year fixed term, you're looking at a rate around 459. So four point five nine to lock in okay. for five years, which is still relatively pretty good. Pretty good. If, exactly. Yeah. And if you wanted to, you know, take a chance on a variable. Um, in, in a purchase of a mm-hmm. high ratio mortgage, so less than 20% down, mm-hmm. you're looking at about 4.55. So br- bank lending prime right now is 5.45%. Okay. And then the discount on a high ratio variable mortgage is 0.90 off. So almost 1% off. Oh, interesting. Point. Interesting. And that is on a high ratio mortgage. But if on the other hand, you've got equity and you've got 20% to put down. Right. Believe it or not, the rates are higher. I See, get this, a lot of people, it's very I, confusing. I don't get it. To me, well, that's a safer, from the bank's point of view, that's safer because there's a bigger down payment. Well, it is safer. But on the other hand, the banks are safe as well if the mortgage is insured. Because right. C, CMHC or SAGEN, formerly right. Genworth Canada, right. are is insuring the mortgage. Right. So the banks are protected even more. So that's why they're getting a little bit of a better rate. Plus the people putting less than 20% down are paying a huge insurance fee. And the government said, Hey, because you're paying $20,000 in fees, we're going to give you a little bit of a break on the rate. So going back to people putting down 20% or more, the rates are slightly higher and you're looking at around, we can probably get you 5.19 to okay. 5.35 roughly in that range for a five-year close. So definitely over 5%. Okay. Looking at about five and a quarter. So in a, in. again, this is kind of an upside down world. So if you have more than 20% to put down, you're looking at north of 5% for your mortgage. Exactly. Rate. And if, if you want a variable, right. it's a roughly around the same. You're looking 5.25 wow. to 5.35 for a variable. That is so interesting. Yeah. That is so and, interesting. Yeah. So that's that's a very unusual situation. Um, so basically, people that have lots of money to put down are kind of being penalized in a way where they're paying over 5% and people with less than 20% because it is there is a form of insurance that they have to purchase with CMHC or whoever. It works uh, out to almost the same when you add that okay. fee for the premium. It okay. really does. Like they're paying $20,000 usually between 15 and $20,000 right, in, right. In, in, an, in an insurance fee that's added onto the mortgage. That's right. So on closing, they actually add, they, they have an, an additional 15 to 20,000 owing on the mortgage. Right. So if Amortized. you really calculate it over the years, it's, it works out to be the same payment really. Okay. Let's yeah. talk. That's, that's very interesting. Same Let's, interest rate. Sorry. Right. Let's talk a little bit about the stress test, because this has always mm. been uh, the, a hot topic over the last couple of years. Uh, the stress test, for any listeners who may not be aware, is a, a test that basically buyers would have to 
pre-qualify or qualify at a higher rate of interest than what their actual contract rate of interest is Correct. as kind of a buffer so that in the event that interest rates went up, uh, they will be pre-qualified and the, and the banks will be more comfortable that they would be able right. to, uh, to handle any increase in, in uh, uh, monthly fa- fees. So right. the stress test when it came out was 5.25%. This is back when Mortgage it actually was, was lower. It was four point. It was oh, in the fours, okay. in the low okay. fours. This is why yeah. I've got you on here, Denise. Yeah. That's great. So anyways, but but the whole point was they would qualify at a higher rate. And then the good news, they would get their actual mortgage, which would be at a lesser rate. Uh, and then everything was fine. Yeah, we've in, in we've stressed everybody. We've stress tested everybody that owns a house right now right. in the last right. Five okay. Years. So, so people are panicking that the rates increased. Right. But we actually they stress were test them at today's rates. That's right. So okay. they so, should be able to handle the payments. Okay. So for people who are perhaps a first-time buyer who are not too familiar with this, uh, now that actual interest rates are hovering around that five percent uh, mark, and the stress test went from four and a quarter up to five and a quarter. How does that work now? My understanding is there's some. Some further complications. Plus 2% of their contract rate. Okay. So if their contract rate in a high ratio mortgage that we just discussed is 459, right? then we would stress test them at 659. Got it. So Got it's it. the contract rate plus two. Okay. So these this person purchasing, a, let's just say a first time buyer, right. and they're locking in for a five-year rate at 4.59. Right. We would stress test them at 6.59 to make sure that they can handle those payments at 6.59. Okay, perfect. And that's yeah. for, <clears throat> excuse me, that's for both fixed and variable mortgages. Doesn't matter. There's well, still- variable, we would take the variable rate. Right. So in this case, it would be 455. Right. And we would stress test them at 655. Got it. Right. So, so everybody understands that. So you're going to be basically stress tested at around six and a half up to 7%. Give Correct. Right. Well, more for someone in a putting down 20%. Got it. So their rate is roughly like we discussed five and a quarter. Mm -hmm. So we would stress test them at seven and a quarter. Got it. So these people purchasing a property need to make, we need to ensure that they qualify to carry payments if the rates went to seven and a quarter. Right. So anyways, and again, you're the expert on this because I know you do it every single day. Um, In terms of uh, purchasing power for, for an average, let's say a first-time buyer, a young couple that want to buy a condo for the first time. Condo prices have gone down a little bit, but not that much. And uh, so you're looking at maybe 550 for a condo these days, 600 maybe for a nice one. Uh, how much household income do you think a person would have to have in order to... You no, know, we... Not, yeah. I realize there's variables, but for, for a stress test at roughly 7%, how, what are we looking We're at? We're looking there? at four and a half times their income four and a half. Okay. So that's changed so, a little too. so yeah. yeah. So between four and a half and five times their income. So if you get a young couple coming in and they make a hundred thousand together, right. Multiply that by five and you're looking at, they qualify for a 500,000 purchase, right? That's the loan mortgage amount. Yeah. loan amount. Right. So anything above that would be their down payment. And right. That's and that's doing. very I know. because if they've got leases and student loans and car loans and credit cards, Got it. That all plays a fact in qualifying as well. So this is just a rule of thumb. Okay. Yeah. So you could just say if that young couple's looking for an $800,000 home, townhouse or condo, right. It's not happening unless they got a if they're if they're combining them as a hundred. So it's just, but if you're hover, if you're close and you're saying 
you're thinking, they're thinking, you know, we're looking for 500, 550. It's worth a shot. Let's work out the numbers and see what we can come up with. Got it. Got it. Such a funny market. Um, it's definitely not a crash. Definitely not. Uh, even though the numbers are down, there seems to be no um, urgency uh, for buyers or sellers. I think a lot of sellers have kind of stepped back a little bit, just waiting yeah. to see mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And a lot and a lot of sellers, they're saying, you know what, let's hold off. Uh, yes, the rates have gone up, but I follow a few people on Twitter and some some industry types. A lot of them are saying that this might be the last increase or there may be one more uh, before the end of the year. Oh, but who knows? I'm not predicting. There's, I've heard, and I heard just yesterday, I spoke to a, a colleague that works at Scotiabank yep. and she re recently had a market outlook, an economy, uh, an economist um, come out and do a market outlook for 2023, 24. Yes. And I'm, I'm actually ha hosting one on October 12th. Everybody is welcome. So if, ah, where, yeah, if where can people, where can people, well, um, they can follow me on my Instagram page. Okay. My handle is um, mortgage in the city. Got it. And I'm going to be sending out a registration. And, and if you want to um, uh, come, you know, join in on the um, on the Zoom, it's going to okay. be through Zoom on October 12th. I'll be at there. 11 a.m. OK. And I have one of the best economists in Canada coming out and uh, they're going to he's going to update us and let us know about what how what he thinks and feels uh, is going to be happening in the next year, year and a half. OK. What was so, the date in October again? What was October the date? 12th at okay. 11 a.m.? Yeah. OK. I'll put that information underneath here on YouTube and we'll and also on the podcast. As yeah. Well. So basically um, what I've heard that rates are probably going to be going up. Another one percent. Little... Yes. Okay. So October 12th, sorry, next. October, we're looking for at the next um, next meeting, next meeting. And then there's another one in December. Oh. I heard through one source that we're just going up in October and then that's it for the year. Okay. But then another source I heard that we're going up both times and then hopefully mid 2023, end of 2023, we'll see a drop starting to come again. But, you know, who knows? I'm hearing different. <sighs> that tells me that nobody really knows. Nobody even really even knows. the experts, even these high up economists with the banks and probably the president of the banks and the Bank of Canada probably doesn't even know exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting time. Interesting time. Um, and again, I go back to what I said at the very beginning. We're not into any kind of panic selling at all. In fact, listings are way down. No, everyone that I've spoken to, like I'm telling you, Randy, I've probably had. 50 files on my desk with buyers in the last year. And a lot of them, I'm probably down to 10. A lot of them just want to hold off. They want yes. their, you know, their, the increase the rates thing. have scared them. Yeah. Um, but you know how things have come down. So it's not a bad thing either. Like, you know, houses have come down three, say if they've come down a hundred thousand or 200,000 and Some rates places. have gone up, your payments, believe it or not, are actually lower. Yeah. with the house with the homes decreasing Isn't so you really need to talk about what's going on um you know don't just ignore it to the fact that the rates have gone up and i don't want to buy yeah because the payments have actually come down in some in some cases so unbelievable good, yeah good to look into it and see where you stand definitely yeah. don't def put it on the back burner try to get your file updated right um, i really encourage that if you were thinking about purchasing don't ignore it completely. Let's get on the phones. Let's figure out your numbers. There, and if it doesn't work for you, then put it on there, there on hold could, for a little bit. Yeah. Th there could very well be some bargains out there right now. I think as long as you feel that your job is pretty secure, 
Right. Uh, and again, I look around and we may have talked about this last time we, we had a session. Um, everywhere I go, there's help wanted signs everywhere. Yeah. Factories, and, warehouses. And you know, let's face it, Randy, we need to hunker down on our spending. Like, you know, maybe not have uh, Netflix, Disney, um, Rogers, and all other sources of um, entertainment available. Cut it back a little bit. Call yeah. your Rogers and see whether you can scale back on some things. Call Bell and see if you can scale back. You know, a little bit of money here and there, savings. Mm-hmm. I would rather do that and own a property than have everything under the sun available to me. Right. So I agree. agree. Yeah. So people definitely have to scale back a little bit. Like I think, you know, uh, we were, we were all um, home during COVID and we were saving lots of money. And then when things opened up, we just started spending a lot of people. Now rates have gone up. Variable mortgages have gone up their payments. So people need to sit down and, and look at their finances and make sure that they're not spending, you know, just, on anything, uh, right? I agree. 100%. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people are in that mode right now where they're, instead of going out twice a week, they might go for dinner. They might go once a week or twice a month. Maybe. Exactly. And, and you know uh, what, Randy, it's not a bad for thing. next session, we need to talk about the trigger rate. I know we've talked about uh, that. Um, this is, I'll just give a preview for the next, we'll do that next session for sure. Yeah, because, because that's I worth just a- found some big stats out on triggers. What like yes. banks, for example, TD Bank is ready to send 250,000 letters out to clients regarding their trigger rate. So let's give a little teaser. Let's give a yeah. little teaser to the listeners today. A trigger rate is with a variable rate mortgage. First of all, there's two kinds of variable rate mortgages, which I'm sure you can explain better than I ever could. But one of them has a fixed payment one of them does not. So the one without a fixed payment is easy to understand. I believe that's with Scotiabank. So when rates go up, the payment goes up. But with mm-hmm. the other banks, it's a fixed payment. And what changes when rates go up is the ratio between on your payment, the ratio between the principal that you're paying and the interest that you're paying. So mm-hmm. in theory, what happens is as the interest rates go up, the interest portion of that payment grows and grows. But then you get to a point, which we're calling the trigger rate, or the banks are calling a trigger rate, where all you're paying is interest. Mm -hmm. And at that point, apparently, this is something I was not aware of, even as a veteran of the industry, within those uh, fixed payment variable rate mortgages, uh, the banks have the right to increase your payment. And it's not a huge increase, could be a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks to make sure that you're still going to pay that off within the amortization period. That's my mm-hmm. understanding. Right. This, this is a hot topic right now. It in, is. It is. Yeah. You know what? It, it's like, I'll, I'll confess to as well. Um, I did work at the bank for 20 years and we never spoke nobody, about a trigger rate. We've never talking. been in an environment where rates have doubled yes. so quickly. Right. And it's caused a lot of chaos in the industry because we were not like we knew about a trigger rate, but never would we think we would get there. And it happened so quickly yep. that. Well, if TD sends out all those letters, you and I better have another, another talk very yeah. soon because there's well, going to be a TD, lot of people. There's Royal, there's CIBC. Yeah. Um, Everybody except Scotia, I think. Yeah. Scotia um, does not. And then there's the monoline lenders like your MCAPs, your First Nationals, your Home Trust. They all right. have an adjustable mortgage variable uh, right. rate. So, But, but what I've heard, I don't want to, we don't want to scare people on this call today. Uh, the increase that we're talking about here is a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks, depending on the well, amount of the mortgage. It all depends on the size of the mortgage. Don't forget, right. Randy, people were purchasing $1.5 million homes 
million dollar townhomes only two years ago and taking a variable at 2%. I know. So that might be a five, $600 increase. So it all depends on the, it all depends on the mortgage. We're living in, we're living in interesting times. That's for sure. We are, but definitely we'll get back on a call with respect to the trigger rate. I appreciate that. So listen, always a pleasure talking to you always. And it's nice to see you back. And we, I know we had, both of us had busy summers, uh, but there's going to be a lot to talk about. I think in the coming weeks and months, uh, we're definitely going through a very interesting time. And I think a lot of people uh, keep an eye on that market because there are going to be, there are already bargains out there, I believe. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and uh, owning is definitely better than renting. Uh, we can, so, I can get out the charts. Yeah. You keep renting. You're going nowhere. You own exactly. something. And, and over the long term, yes, like any, market, whether it's a stock market or whatever, any kind of market has ups and downs. And we're in kind of a little bit of a down period, but I don't think it's anywhere quite the serious situation that some people out there, especially on social media, are saying it might be. And again, I've got all this anecdotal evidence from other realtors and from my own experience that, you know, there's, there's still a lot of activity going on out there. As long as sellers realize that it's no longer January, you know, it's mm-hmm. September and prices are different price it right. There is a buyer out there for your house or condo for sure. Exactly. Denise, thank you so much. And I'm going to look forward to uh, your uh, presentation coming up in October. That's going to be fantastic with Scotiabank. Definitely. Yeah. I urge No, no, ev- not with Scotiabank. It's with uh, Sajin. Oh, it's with Sajin. Yeah. Generally. Gotta- um, sorry. Formally. Genworth Canada. So it's uh, one of the insurers, the eco- economist with one of the insurers. Okay. Great perfect. Casey. And th- okay. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. And I will definitely get that information uh, out there for you. No problem. Yeah, awesome. So listen, thanks again. I know you're super busy. Have a wonderful day too. Take and care. We'll Thank see you. It, see you again soon. Take thanks, care. Thanks Randy. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode, the Randy Selzer real estate podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.